0: Today's message, I really feel like God is going to speak to people here today. I hope God speaks to every single one of you. I don't know about you, but I was spoken to during the service, during the worship portion, just a moment ago, when we were all singing together. You know, oh, so weary soul, take heart, because help is on the way. I mean, sometimes I'm just get weary and, and heavy laden, and it's really my own fault. And, and I know that God is on the way. So God has already spoken to me. I'm good. I can leave, you know, and I'm good, all right? But I believe that God has a word for every single one of you. And maybe this is it today, that God wants to birth a miracle in your life. God wants to birth a miracle in your life. He wants to do something in you that he did to Mary, okay? And today's message is simply called Merry Christmas, M-A-R-Y, Merry Christmas. And it's about how God wants to birth something in your life. And now you may be sitting here going, Frank, I, I don't want to be pregnant. <laughs> and, um, and I'm looking at my wife, you know, you know, wherever she's at, and we, yeah, we don't want to be pregnant, you know, please God. And so, but know this, that God wants to do something in your life And he wants to uh, conceive a miracle and he wants it to be conceived, he wants it to grow and to be delivered in your life. Because let me tell you something, we all have junk in our life, okay? Every single one of us, we're going through things in our life that need miracles. Some of us need big miracles. There could be people here today who who have uh, major health issues in your life and you're like, Frank, I. I need a huge miracle, okay? Some of you are going through relationships issues, whether it be marriage issues, finance issues, whatever it is, parenting issues. Sometimes my wife and I, we're like, what do we do? You know, we need a miracle, you know, in some of our kids' lives. But know this, that, that whatever the issue is in your life, God wants to show his power because help is on the way help is on the way, and so we 're going to read this passage in Luke chapter one, and uh, this is some, a, a, a passage that you have probably have read multiple times or at least have heard multiple times, but in uh, Luke chapter one verse twenty six it says this: in the sixth month <clears throat> 35, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from the Lord will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary said. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Now, some of you may be thinking, you know, Frank, I would, uh, uh, it'd be great if an angel came to me. You know, I'm not even sure if the Lord even knows my address. Let me tell you something. The Lord definitely knows where you live. He's got a message for you, and he knows your situation. The angel, Gabriel, knew exactly where where Mary lived. He got the address just right. Okay, he didn't walk into a house and say, you know, walk behind a person who was kneeling on the floor and say, blessed are you, highly favored, Mary. And heard a deep voice go, I'm not Mary, my name's Harry. Mary moved, you know, a year ago. You know, we didn't, we didn't get that, right? Why? Because the Ga- angel Gabriel got it right. The G- angel Gabriel and the Lord knew where Mary lived. And, and God knows where you live. God knows what you're going through. He knows the situation. Whatever situation is in your mind, and I want you to put that in your mind for the sermon, I want you to pick up an area in your your heart and your mind that you know you need some sort of answer. You need some sort of direction. Yeah, some people may call it a miracle. You just need direction. To you, that is a miracle, whatever it takes. And so, however the Lord is speaking to you, the Lord wants to show you, and he wants to conceive this miracle in you. So, um, many people think that, that Mary didn't really have to, uh, you know, just she didn't do anything to, to be conceived by uh, through the Holy Spirit, the, the child of Jesus. But if you look carefully at that last verse, at the last verse, and it said, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Let me tell you something. I think, because if you read earlier, it talks about you. there will be a a child born. It will be, not there has been. I think Mary told Gabriel, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive your word. I'm ready to receive your word. And if you notice in that verse, May your word be fulfilled to me. Not, okay, I'm ready to receive whatever baby you put inside me. Whatever that looks like, okay? No, it was about what? The word. I'm ready to receive the word. When God wants to pull you out of something, when God wants to do a miracle in your life, and he does, he wants to show his power. That's who he is. Many times we just overlook it. But when God wants to do a miracle in your life, he has a word for you. It could be through his his word. It could be a promise in God's word. It could be through another person. It could be during your prayer time. But God has a word for you, and here's what you need to do. In that situation, you need to say, I receive it, and I believe it. I believe that word, and I receive that word. Word and and it could be, for example, you may get a uh, a bad health report. Let's say if you get a bad health report, and I'm not saying everybody that gets a bad health report will, will receive a message from God and saying you're going to be healed. I mean, God deals with those all differently according to His master plan. He's in charge. He's running the ch- the chessboard. Okay, but you could receive a message saying you know what if you trust in me everything's going to be fine just just be at peace I, I know what the doctor said but what I say overrides what the doctor says and see if we believe that if we receive those kind of, those kind of words and that promise then, then it's like God's like alright we're ready to do something here so You've got to receive the word that God has for you. And let me tell you, God's word, this book, this book is filled with all kinds of promises for your life. All kinds of promises for your life, okay? A weary soul take heart, why? Because help us on the way, help us on the way, help us here, right here in God's word. And so God's word wants to share with you a message of hope and a word, so that you can believe in that word. You know the, um, the, the 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 miracle, the miracle through that that Mary received, did not come from Gabriel. Okay, angel. The word angel actually means messenger. So Gabriel didn't do anything. There's no power, I mean, angels have power, but, but Gabriel didn't do anything. What he did, he was a messenger. He spoke the word of God, and Mary received the word of God. And so as, as you are going through something in your life, you have to receive that word of God, just like Mary. I want to remind you that God spoke creation through his words, He spoke them into existence. If God can create the earth just by speaking it, don't you think he can do a miracle in your life just by speaking it? Absolutely, absolutely. His word is powerful and his word will not return void and his word will last forever and ever. And so the angel Gabriel is just a messenger. So we don't need to get caught up in how the message is delivered. We all need to get caught up in how your message is delivered. Oh, I just want to deliver it in a, in a certain way, you know. You know, maybe only, I'll only hear a word, you know, from, from my pastor, you know, or I'll only hear, hear a word, you know, from, from this person or, or, or this way. You know, I don't, I'm not sure if, if I can believe everything in the Bible. You know, maybe those words are for those people, really not for me. But let me tell you something, don't, don't be concerned with, with how it's received, but that it is received. And so what I I want you to do, and I want you to find someone next to you, and I want you to say this. Say this around me. Say, God wants to make you pregnant. So say that, all right? God wants to make you pregnant. God wants to make you pregnant. Don't tell my wife that, please. Thank you. So, so it, it, so that message And of course I'm talking pregnant, I'm talking a miracle in your life. God wants to conceive a miracle inside you, inside your soul, inside your heart. With whatever situation you are going through, oh weary soul, because help is on the way. And so don't be caught up in how it's delivered, but the word of God. Now, so not only did did Mary conceive the miracle, but she carried the miracle. Obviously, she carried Christ Jesus for probably about nine months. In Luke chapter 1, 39 through 48, if we read this passage here, this, this talks about um, the time when, when, she was, um, when she was carrying. So at 39... It says this, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth, her cousin. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped In her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she she exclaimed, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord would fulfill his promises to her." And then verse 46, and Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. And so my soul glorifies the Lord. Another version, another translation says, my soul will magnify the Lord. Now, it's really important that whenever you're carrying the miracle, whenever God gives you a word, okay? And remember, you've got your situation. You need some sort of miracle, marriage, finance, health, relationships, parenting, whatever, okay? Fill in the blank. You need a word, you need a miracle. When you get that, you've got to receive it and you've got to believe it and you've got to carry it. You have to carry it. One of the best ways you can carry that miracle is to be around other people who are carrying miracles. You gotta be around other miracle-carrying people. That's what Elizabeth was. Remember the angel Gabriel said, even your cousin, Elizabeth, who is past the age of of, of getting pregnant, she's carrying a miracle baby. So what does Mary do? She goes and hangs out with another miracle-carrying lady. So if you are carrying something, you want to be around people who are also carrying that, who believe in something. You don't want to be around people who are always uh, grumpy and negative and pessimistic and glasses half full. You don't want to be around people whenever you are carrying a baby. You know, whenever Suzanne uh, carried uh, our children, no one ever came up to her and says, oh, you're pregnant. I bet you that baby's going to be ugly. I mean, they were looking at me when they said that, you know. But, but no, no one ever came to my wife and said that. And if they did, she'd be like, okay, we're not hanging around that person ever again. But so why would you hang around people who are negative in your life, who bring negative thoughts negative action in your life, when you are trying to carry, when you're believing in something that God wants to do, when you're believing in a better marriage in your life, a better relationship. For example, you want to be around other people who are, who, who are trying to do the same thing. So you want to be around those uh, same kind of people. You know, it's, it's interesting. This, um, this passage uh, that we just read is, is, is often called the Magnificat. So the Magnificat is is about Mary's uh, magnifying of the Lord, okay? So what she is doing here is she is magnifying, she's glorifying the Lord, almost like a magnifying glass. I'm starting to use magnifying glasses. I'm not going to buy eyeglasses yet until I just can't see. But there are times, I mean, you know, the CDs, that you used to get, you know, before things were on the computer. So I've, I've looked at some old Christian CDs that I have and I can't read them anymore. And I'm like going, I used to be able to read all of this. So what do I have to do? I have to get up my magnifying glass and I have to read what's on that CD because I want to know who was the producer, who wrote the songs, who were the instruments, all of that. And so I had to get a magnifying glass. Why? to magnify the letters. Mary, she magnified the Lord. She did not magnify her situation. She did not. Say, she did not say, oh, "I'm pregnant with with this Holy Spirit thing," and, you know. And, and came down an angel and, and it's he said it's the Son of God and. And it, and, but, but Joseph, and, and I'm away from him, and he's kind of upset, and we don't know what to do. She did not magnify her situation. Who does she magnify? The Lord. So, when you are, when you have conceived the word of God, the miracle word of God for you in your situation, and then you are carrying that because you received it and you believed it, and you're carrying that then you want to magnify the Lord in your life. You don't want to magnify your bad situation. You want to make God big inside you because when God is big inside you, there leaves little room for those negative thoughts and what you might be thinking. You know, it's interesting that not only did, when Mary was carrying the child not only did she hang out with other carry, miracle-carrying people, she did things differently, okay? How many of y'all know that, that pregnant women do things differently? Just raise your hand. Yeah, pregnant women do, they eat differently, all right? They walk differently, okay? They, they, they watch their surroundings differently, okay? You just got to be careful. You got to be careful. When you're carrying something, you want to be careful with what you do, okay? You don't want to go skydiving, okay? If you went skydiving, then that's great for you when you're pregnant. But but know this: when you're carrying a miracle message, when God has a message for you, and you're carrying that, you want to you want to be careful with that. You want to watch where you're who you're hanging out with, and you want to be careful with that. So you have the so God has. Con, God has given you this message, you conceived it, you're carrying it, and now it's time for the completion of the miracle. In Luke chapter two, verse six and seven. Luke chapter two, verses six and seven. It says this. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths, and place them in a manger because, because there was no guest room available for them. Obviously, that is the the, the, the part of the verse is Christmas story that we're really familiar with. But know this: just like a pregnancy, God wants to see your word that He has for you come to completion. He wants to see it fulfilled in your life. He wants to see it fulfilled in your life. And, and, and why, do, why do you need to carry it maybe for a certain amount of time, just like a child? A child needs to grow, a child needs to develop, and this word, this belief, this what you're doing in your life, you, God wants it to grow as you hang around other miracle-carrying people, as you're careful with that message, who you're hanging around with, and all of those things. But in Philippians chapter 1 6, it says this, Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Until the day of Christ Jesus. He wants this miracle word, he wants you to conceive it, But you gotta say, yes, Lord, I receive it. And then, I believe it. And then, carry it. And then, to complete, to completion. And he, just like in Philippians, look, I'm doing a good work in your life. I I, I wanna finish this thing. You know, there's so many projects around my house, and I'm really embarrassed to say this, but there's so many projects around my house that, you know, there's good intentions, you know, the great intentions of doing certain projects, but they're just not complete. And it really kind of drives me crazy. Obviously not too crazy because they're still incomplete. But God is not like me. And thank God, God is not like you as well. God, God has great Plans and he wants to see them to completion. Jesus wants to do great things, he wants to craft something for your life. I want to remind you of something. When Jesus was on this earth, he had a job, and that job, for the majority of his life, he was only for three, three and a half years he was known as the Son of God by by the world by those in in that area of the world. But majority of his time, he was a carpenter. He probably started learning carpentry probably about preteen, maybe even younger. Started working with his dad, with Joseph, when he was a teenager. And then on his 20s and, and, and on and on. And so Jesus, because he was a carpenter, he was a planner. And he has a vision for what he wants to create, what he wants to craft. And just like in in his days here, when he was a carpenter, he wants to craft something in your life. Okay, he does. So whatever junk you're going through, whatever junk you're going through, know this, God has a word for you. Oh weary soul, take heart, help, is on the way. And on that holy, blessed night, on that incredible night, Jesus was born. Jesus was born. And so he came to give us hope and reassurance that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us.